I'm Andrew from the Dad.io podcast. Life supplies the inputs and we supply the outputs. Part of the Going to Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic and amazing geeky shows at goingtogeeknetwork.com. Crank up your podcast to minus 14 lofts and welcome to episode 173 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we debate shutting our show down. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we're doing something we rarely do here on Better Podcasting. It's about money. Yep, Patreon is back at the changes. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we discuss some great feedback from you, our listener. Lauren, start the show now. We have another hashtag podwarming moment. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to episode 173 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am pleased to say that Stargate Pioneer is here with me again. He just keeps coming back. I'm in the house this week, like literally in my house, which is good because I'm in my studio and I love my studio. Steven, there is something that I wanted to say to you and to our listeners, and that is a big thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the positive comments that we received over Better Podcasting episode 171. That was the podcast that we did about podcasting ethics, and we weren't really sure how it was going to be received. We have not received one negative comment on it. We have seen or received dozens of positive comments both out in the open and privately so thank you everybody to that has commented on that episode we would have talked about it last episode but we actually recorded last episode before 171 was published so this is our <laughs> first opportunity to actually talk about it so thank you very much yes thank you everybody for commenting on that and uh giving us the feedback uh one thing i do want to mention right now is that uh sp and i personally are unethical people in life just like in general we're unethical so at least in podcasting we can be ethical right there's one thing one thing <laughs> that we can do yeah absolutely hey steven what we start our podcasts out every week is a how i save my podcast story which is either a story from us or from our listeners telling us how they save their podcaster and this is great because it allows other podcasters to come in and share their oops moment so that it is now a learning moment and then everybody gets better because they hear about something that went wrong this week. Hold on. You're, 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 say, you're saying your, your oops moment? I'm confused here. Is this the Maury Povich show? That kind of oops moment? I don't watch Maury Povich, but I think I know what you're talking about. And it is not that at all. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. So let's go back to your oops moment then, which apparently is not Maury Povich related. Right. It is not Maury Povich related. My oops moment was podcasting related, and it was Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 263. It was recorded December 30th, 2018. And this is actually interesting because it is something that Stephen has said he would do in the past. And because he did, I just went with it. 
What happened was Haley's audio back to us sounded terrible. It was Michelle and I, and it sounded like she was in a cave. I'm like, are you on your microphone? She tried to tap her microphone. She couldn't get the microphone to work in a manner that I thought it was actually recording well. So we had her do a quick restart, which actually wasn't very quick. It took a while for her to do that. She did a quick cable check. It was no better at all. So we decided to go live via her webcam microphone. I mean, I would have called her on the phone if we could have done that as well, but she did have a webcam microphone that turned out well. So I knew the audio was moving well on her PC and I thought it had something to do with her DBX286 or her mixer or the USB ports or something, but I wasn't sure quite what it was. And we had a pressing mat. I forget who it was. It might've been Haley that needed to go later. So we're like, okay, let's just record this and get it done. And one of the reasons that I was able to be okay with it is I knew she was recording locally. She was monitoring locally on her Zoom H5 and it sounded good to her. So I knew that if I could get that file from her later, I could go ahead and do that. Well, the video audio was crap on that, on the live recording of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 263. And quite frankly, I just didn't want to discuss it until now, because first I wanted to edit it and see if it worked. And second of all, we had other stories to tell the last few weeks. So here's what the issue was. She's got a Behringer 1622 USB mixer. So the issue was she had the mode button depressed on her mixer, and it was because one of her cats, uh, she's assuming anyway, one of her cats walked across the mixer, depressed the mode button. I'm not exactly sure what the mode button does on the Behringer 1622 mixer, and Stephen was supposed to do some homework and figure that out, but I don't know if he did or not. Anyway, the audio was fixed in Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. 264. Haley figured it out and we were able to save her audio for all future episodes. So that is my How I Save My Podcast story by using her webcam microphone to record live. That's fantastic. I, I have not had a chance really to do this. And, uh, you know, we've been close. Even on this show, we almost did it once when I had some really weird problems going on. And I haven't had it. So it's awesome to hear that you were able to do it. what we have theorized that we've been able to do for a long time and have said that we would do. You did it. So obviously that means we have to go ahead and do that here uh, so that one live show, our audio will just be absolutely terrible, like absolutely atrocious. And, and you know, maybe we'll just set up a Yeti or something. So, Yeah, I, or whatever condenser microphone that we may or may not have. I'll have to do an unboxing to get to mine. <laughs> but seriously, uh, kudos to you on that. And if you have a How I Save My Podcast story, please do email it to us. That is podcast at betterpodcasting.com. If you want, send us an audio clip or a video clip. We would love to feature your story here on Better Podcasting so we can learn as a group, really, admit your mistake. And the best part, admit that you saved yourself and make yourself on your high horse. Be proud. Get up on that tall horse, that, that big high horse, way up high. How high is a horse? How I, Seriously, how high are they? Four feet, five feet? I don't know. How high? I was thinking a pony, that's all. All good things come to an end, and Stephen and I like to say that because we both love Star Trek The Next Generation. And Star Trek The Next Generation was the first Star Trek live-action TV show to appear in 6,691 days or roughly 18 years, three months, and 25 days. 
That was from June 3rd, 1969. That was a Tuesday to Monday, September 28th, 1987. And All Good Things was actually the series finale of The Next Generation, and it aired on May 23rd, 1994, after seven seasons. Steven, I can remember exactly where I watched that episode and who I was with. Can you, did you watch it live? I did. I remember watching it. I watched it with my brother. I believe we watched it in my dad's little den that he had there. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a sad, sad moment, but it seems really irrelevant for this podcast, SP. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> well, if either of us had been making the podcast after Next Generation or whatever you'd want to call it, we would have had some decisions to make about our show in May 1994. And like our podcast after Next Generation, had we been podcasting in 1994, perhaps our listener has recently discovered that their main topic was completing or ending. And even if they love to do the podcast, they'll have to make some decisions on what to do with the show. I actually find myself squarely in the middle of those same decisions with both. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Starling Tribune. Here's some background. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a podcast originally started to cover the Marvel comic-based ABC television show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC in 2013. Starling Tribune is a podcast originally started to cover the DC Comics-based CW television show Arrow that premiered in the fall of 2012. Now, both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Arrow have announced their cancellations in the past few weeks. That means myself and my co-hosts on both of those shows have some decisions to make on what happens to the shows and what we're going to do. So there are many other reasons to discuss the future of the show. It's not just necessarily a TV show cancellation, and it's not unique to TV shows. And we've discussed a lot of options about this time at the podcast along these lines before on Better Podcasting. There was Better Podcasting episode 23 when we discussed podcast budgets and the shutdown of a show. There was Better Podcasting number 84, How Long Should Your Podcast Run? And there was Better Podcasting episode number 127, When to Quit Your Podcast. However, over the next 20 minutes or so, We're going to discuss specifically more in depth the circumstances around ending a podcast topic because the podcast topic is ending and what the options are for the future of the show and the importance of completing the project. Now, Stephen, depending on what subject that you've decided to podcast about, there might be a time when there is no more relevant material to continue podcasting, right? Yes, and of course, one example of this is what SP just said, which the most obvious reason being that you do a podcast on a television show and the TV show ends or is canceled abruptly. That happens all the time in TV. That's one example of where this might happen, but it's not the only reason. Perhaps you do a tabletop gaming podcast and that tabletop gaming group that you're a part of all of a sudden disbands you know obviously there's betting involved and everybody gets mad and they break up you know like clearly that's the only way that a tabletop gaming group would end another example is maybe you've created a podcast to discuss a certain event that which event actually ends perhaps you're chronicling your college years and guess what usually those end unless you got a lot of money 
maybe there's communities that are rebuilding after a major disaster and you're doing a podcast with that. Well, that rebuilding will eventually be complete. Or maybe it's a closing of like a factory or a business or something like that, which your podcast is tied into. Another example is audio dramas. A lot of times people in podcasting right now are wanting to do audio dramas. Let's be honest, true crime dramas. They're all over the place right now. And perhaps that event that you're surrounding and following does come to a close. These are all examples of things that might be an event that ends and your podcast now has to decide what it's going to do. You know, there's one last thing, though, that some people kind of discount with podcasting, especially in hobby podcasting, is that a lot of times with podcasting, we do tie our personal life, our personal events into our podcasting. And the thing is, those personal events and personal situations can change. And that can also put you in the situation. A good example would be if you were doing a career podcast and you switch careers. I've heard some accounting podcasts out there. And sometimes accountants stop being accountants because of many different reasons. You can theorize on what those are. Uh, it's boring sometimes. And uh, that would be an example of a reason that you might have to end that podcast because the subject material has changed. We've seen this actually happen time and time again, right, Espy? Yeah, as a matter of fact, the first podcast I actually started, Voices Defiance, had to end after three years because the TV show we were covering, Defiance, was canceled by Skiffy. I won't even say its real name is sci-fi. Skiffy, that's what we call it. And in instances like these, as a podcast producer, you're going to have to make some decisions on what to do with your show. Now, one of those options available to you is to rebrand. Now, with My Voices Defiance podcast, I could have shifted coverage to the Defiance video game that would stay in genre, that would stay within the concept of the show, except for, what, what's that, Steven? You've never heard of the Defiance video game? No, I didn't even know that there was one. Okay, so if that's you, like Steven, you are actually part of 99.99% of the population. So there was not a huge market for covering the Defiance video game, and we scrapped that option because of that. We could have pivoted to cover all of sci-fi, and this is actually exactly what happened to one of my co-hosts on that show, Sean, in his previous Galactica water cooler podcast, and he had no desire to continue in such a manner. There's a lot of reasons why, but that was just not going to be a possibility. It could be a possibility for your podcast, but it's not a possibility for mine. Another thing that we could have done is we could have straight up rebranded the show to cover a new sci-fi show. And this was in the summer of 2015. So I'm just going to list some of the shows that we could have possibly covered in 2015 that could have taken the place of Defiance. There was The Expanse best show on TV, by the way. Don't you wish you went that route? <laughs> yes, I am going to go there, which started in November 23rd, 2015. And uh, Stephen, you've never seen The Expanse, right? No, because you're not doing a podcast on it. That's why I, I see. Maybe we need one on the network anyway. So The Expanse started in November of 2015. 12 Monkeys started earlier that year in January 2015, but that's now ended after a successful run. I was actually quite pleased at that show. Dark Matter, which was, in my opinion, another good show. I know a lot of people had issues with it, so I won't say it's the best show on TV or anything. But in June 2015, that started. It is now canceled. Killjoys was another show that came out in June 2015. It is still going, but I think they're in their final season when they air. So because 
uh, of various different things. Uh, Sean and Shannon didn't want to get locked into another one topic for a few years. And quite frankly, none of the shows had Jamie Murray on it. So Shannon just wasn't interested. That was the one reason why she did the podcast on Defiance to begin with was Jamie Murray. And it just kind of fell apart. And we decided to move on and cancel the show. Another option available is to call the uh, project complete and do what we did and end it. Now, Voices of Defiance did end with the Defiance TV show ending. I miss it a ton. It was it was a lot of fun. It really was. And it was fun to podcast with Sean and Shannon. And we interviewed a lot of the cast and crew and production team. It was just a great undertaking. I'm just glad that I was a part of it. But just like any major construction project, or maybe you're involved with a major school project or a work project, or you're involved in a sports team and you're doing a season, whatever that season in, eventually they all come to an end. And it's important to note that completing a project is indeed satisfying. Your personal resume is full with completed projects over the years. You get to pick and choose your favorite ones that are probably more appropriate to the job that you're actually applying to. But when you're creating that resume, you kind of reminisce over all these great projects you did. And you're like, wow, I did that. That was great. That was a lot of fun. I need to do something like that again. Hopefully this job is that. And learning from projects is part of the human personal development. I did Voices Defined specifically on how to learn how to do everything with podcasting from the producing, scheduling interviews, working with co-hosts, actually editing. So I did it for that reason, and it was great. It was also great that I was honing my interview skills along the way. What you learn with your podcast can greatly benefit you in the future. And there's also an important consideration, right, Stephen? While your audience does like you, there is another consideration, right? Absolutely. Uh, One thing that you want to consider with this sort of route here is that it's a little naive to think that podcasting is different than television and other mediums like that, because the reality is we all know of television shows that have just gone on far too long and they just become so exhausting. Why would podcasting be any different? How often have we heard people say that about a show? Wow, this show jumped the shark ages ago. Podcasts can really do the same thing and it can just go on for too long. Perhaps it might be better just to close down that show when you've hit your high note. Basically, pull a George Costanza, if you will. You know, I'm out of here on the high note. Just just do that. Right. And uh, How I Met Your Mother and Seinfeld are two things that come to mind all the time when I'm talking about too long and just it's time to end it. And successful shows, both in their own right, but you can debate on how they ended. Now, plus, if you end a show, it actually might let you and your team start a new show. And if you're going to do that, rebranding, as I talked about before, it does have some detriments to it. Like in my case, my RSS would have been voicesdefiance.libson.com slash RSS. And I don't know if a new show would want to do that. Now, there are ways around that, Stephen, right? Yeah, if you did switch your name or your brand and you did want to go ahead and migrate that, you could. You could migrate that to a new URL and set up a redirect. But a lot of people don't just because they've already got it established under one URL. So that's definitely a possibility, but a consideration that you should have. Because if your your name is Voices of the Expanse and your URL is Voices of Defiance, a little it's a little bit contrasting there. The other thing as well is that if you do rebrand or change the name of your show, 
people might not actually know who you are if you've changed the name. You might have built all this credibility under the old name, all of a sudden for that name recognition to be gone. You know, continue on with the name of your previous podcast might not necessarily have the same SEO impact that you want for your new sort of genre. Again, let's say that, for example, SP did do Voices of the Expanse. If he went and he he started using the name or continued using the name Voices of Defiance while he's talking about the Expanse, it's a little confusing and people putting in the Expanse podcast might not be so obvious. Now, while we are talking about searchability and SEO and, and basically discoverability, it's worth also considering that you could potentially take a little bit of a hit on your SEO if you do the rebranding incorrectly. Because if Google is looking at your content and you've basically got it divided in two different things, there's the potential that Google essentially gets confused and it doesn't know how to route your traffic. You have this big, long back catalog about defiance and now you're trying to build your profile with the expanse what is google going to lean towards it's probably going to lean towards your big long catalog of defiance material and go hey this is a defiance website and yeah you could potentially take a hit if it starts to get confused so definitely worth considering there yeah if i'm in apple podcasts or itunes and i'm searching for a show it has a definite search algorithm it goes by title and author tag and episode title. That's what it's searching for. So if you do have a bunch of those back catalog in defiance terms and not so much in expanse terms, you're just not gonna see that SEO as much as you could. So another challenge with rebranding can happen if perhaps a co-host isn't interested in the new topic or continuing. And that leads to a natural break in the show anyway and you're going to do a cast change. You could go on, to, if you're the producer of the show, you own the show, you could go on and do it solo. You could grab some new co-hosts or something like that and keep it going. But the podcast that you once had is done, and you are looking at a new one. Think in terms of a sports team. Sports teams are rarely the same team from season to season. And in this case, if you're covering one show or one topic, and then you go to cover another topic and you need to bring another cast in to cover the topic, then you are actually doing a hard break there anyway. This is important to consider because depending on your initial agreement with the podcast, you might not be able to rebrand itself. I mean, if everybody has an equal share in the show and one person doesn't want to continue, you really can't. Uh, Steven, I think you've got a little bit of experience with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll be honest. It's one of the reasons why I started the getageek.com show was just to, to play it clean. And that is a big advantage of restarting your show or starting a new show rather than rebranding. Because if you do have some of that, that, that history with people who might not be involved anymore, at least when you start a new program, it's a clean slate and you know that it's it's legally a clean slate as well if you do it properly. So that can be a little liberating if you do just go start a new show instead of rebranding, especially if you have one co-host who is not interested in continuing. Now, no matter what the case is, if you do launch a new show, you have to consider that you have a bit of an upper hand all over other new shows because you have all of this experience to draw on to make your episode one better, including a bit of history with some listeners. Because listeners like you. People like you, and you can go and leverage that a little bit to basically 
give yourself a shot in the arm as you launch a brand new show. Yes, it will have a lot of problems that you encountered with your first run at a show, but you are starting at a more experienced level, which goes a long way. Starting a new show also has the other benefit of recharging your batteries because you're talking about a fresh topic. It's new to you. It, you got that new excitement of possibly starting a new show and you refresh your interest in podcasting. And it's actually not a bad thing. It's pretty good. And especially since podcasting the same subject over and over week after week after week, especially if your passion starts to wane, it can get along a little bit long in the tooth and starting a new show can give you that new injection of fun into your podcast and keep you podcasting a little bit longer. We're not going to tell you what option to take here. And I think that's important to note. Each show has unique factors that weigh into the decision. And one unique factor that you should absolutely consider is the current saturation or the need for your route that you're considering, right, Stephen? Yeah, for example, let's say that you're doing yourself a fan podcast on the wonderful television show Homes on Homes. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the Homes on Homes after show, right? It seems like a great podcasting material, source material. Uh, when that show ended, because Homes on Homes did end, you would have had to consider how exactly you want to retool that show if you are going to do that. And maybe one of the things that you want to do is retool it to go over another wonderful HGTV programming. But if you go and you search and you find that there's so many HGTV-based podcast fan shows, then you probably aren't going to want to continue in that potential course of action because there are so many out there already, as there are. I'm pretty sure that the market is saturated with HGTV fan shows. Actually, I think that I don't, I have no idea. I would have to search that. I know HDTV has a big following, like in the gym. It's one of the actual shows that people watch and people actually go to the gym specifically to hit specific times to get their show in as they're on the treadmill or elliptical or something like that. So I actually, that could be a listener. If you're interested in starting a show and you like HDTV, you might want to do a podcast on that just to learn how to podcast. All right. Let's move on to some specifics. Now, as I mentioned, this is something that is in my near future, and we're going to walk through some actual decisions and considerations that I have. We're going to talk some specifics about my shows. So if you have questions about these details, feel free to reach out and I'll talk to you about them. Now, I will caveat everything by saying I have not had the definitive sit down and talk with my co-hosts on either show. So this is not any decisions that have been made. These are just considerations that I have as a producer on both shows that we are going to have to make. So let's look into Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. to start. Now, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. was originally on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, which was on ABC, still is. And it then transformed into a general Marvel comic-based podcast. We do Marvel Cinematic Universe, like the Captain Marvel movie that just came out. We're going to be doing Avengers Endgame along the way. We've done the Netflix series, or at least some of them. We're going to complete that eventually. Disney Plus streaming service is going to have a lot of Marvel shows on it. If you didn't know that, Disney Plus streaming service will start later this year. Hulu has The Runaways on it. Uh, Freeform, which is the former ABC family show or channel. They have the Cloak and Dagger show, which is a Marvel-based property. And there's other ABC shows that have been in the works that may or may not have seen the light of day. Marvel's Most Wanted is one of them. So one benefit of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that Marvel comic books have been 
perpetual. They have not stopped, and there's a lot of them. So it's good material to podcast on. The questions that I've seen recently are comic books in general. The big houses are debating whether or not they want to continue comic books. I think they will, as long as they're profitable, but we'll see what happens there. And the other thing to debate about comic books is the universes that they're in, in the DC and the Marvel universes, they're constantly changing now. They will let a run of a universe go for a couple of years and then we'll change it up. So to try to get the new number one issues out there, there's a whole economic reason behind it. But that means that you're not getting a continual comic book series over and over and over and over again. So that's an issue to consider. We have also on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. since the beginning, we've expanded the cast of our show. We now have four co-hosts. It's kind of rare that all four of us are on the podcast any given week. I've actually taken a week or two off for family reasons along the way, too. So I'm not immune from that. But it is easier to take a week off. And there's a lot less burnout because of it. You don't feel like you're handcuffed to this certain time of every week. We need to do a podcast and get it out there. If you need to take a week off, take a week off. The thing about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, is that Clark Gregg announced that season seven will be the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last season. And he did this announcement on the 1st of May, 1990, 2019. 90, wow, he was really ahead. I know, we're not in the 20th century anymore. I'm getting my decades confused because I saw Captain Marvel. Now, season six will air in the summer of 2019. It'll start in May of 2019. Season seven, we don't have, they're actually filming it right now, but we don't have a start date. We're guessing it will start in the fall of 2019. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might be ending right around May 2020. So that's what we're talking about in terms of the time frame for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we might have to make a firm decision on what we're doing with that show. Let's flip over for a second and do the same backstory for Starling Tribune. We started, in addition to the Arrow TV show, we started in the off weeks to cover Legends of Tomorrow, which is also a CW comic book-based show on the uh, network there. And the thing about CW is with the crossover, because they've been doing a a crossover with all their shows that are DC comic book-based the last few years, it's been known that this fall, like in the November, December timeframe, whenever they air this next crossover, they're going to change up their universe, which has been known as the Arrowverse for quite some time. And just to be clear, for those of you who don't follow this, what this is, is they have several different shows on the CW, different characters, and they're all considered within the same television universe. And so when they get together, there is some form of big event that crosses all of these different television shows. And so what SP is referring to is they have already announced next year's big cross television event. So think multiple shows essentially sharing the same plot spanning over the different shows. So for those of you who don't follow, that's that's what he's talking about. Yeah, it's pretty unique in terms of TV and it's been a huge success for DC comic book TV shows. Well, we know that there is another TV show in development in that genre called Batwoman. And we know that there are possible spinoff shows from the Arrow TV show, which make a lot of sense to me now that I know some more information behind it. There's a character on the Arrow show right now called Black Star. They might do a spinoff on that. So we'll see. So there are possibilities to continue Starling Tribune to cover that sort of stuff. We on Starling Tribune are unlikely to stray into the we'll be kind here and we'll just say less organized DC comic book movie universe. (laughs) We'll be kind by saying that. So 
I also like with the Marvel stuff, the comic books on DC have been difficult to stay engaged with for over a couple of years because of their changing universes. Their latest change that they made into Rebirth was pretty cool, but we've seen indications that they might be rebranding that as well. So it's hard to get excited about something that's constantly rebranding. And quite frankly, the three hosts of Starling Tribune we might like to focus our energies on other projects. We'll see. And like I said, we have to talk about things, but that's the feeling I'm getting right now. Stephen Amell announced the end of Arrow on the 6th of March. And for those of you who don't follow, Stephen Amell is the main character, the main actor, I should say, on Arrow. Yeah, and I get why he did it, because he wants to be with his family. His family lives in L.A. He has to film in Vancouver. I understand the whole thing. And he basically said, I can't do the show anymore. And then CW said, well, if you can't do the show, we're going to close it down because the show without the main character is kind of hard to do. So Arrow will end December of 2019. There's no news on what's going to happen with Legends of Tomorrow beyond next season. It has been renewed for next season, so we'll at least cover that. But I don't know how many episodes they're going to have. If they're going to make it past the crossover, they're going to be part of the crossover. I don't know. And quite frankly, Legends of Tomorrow have started to diverge from the regular crossover universe, which we've called the Arrowverse. So with Starling Tribune, it is possible to continue to cover Legends of Tomorrow as long as that show airs and possible new shows in development like Batwoman or a new Black Star show. But I'll end all that by just saying we'll see. And I don't know if the shows will continue. We'll see. And really from the both of them for both Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Starling Tribune, I, I don't know. So we'll just see what's going to happen from there. Now, Stephen, you have a slight it's different for your experience here, but you have some. Yeah, yeah, I, I have I have some experience covering a television show. And uh, I think before we go into my experience, we should definitely mention that the reason we gave specific examples here was because we wanted to walk through here what SP is actually going through because it's very relevant to him. And so we do try to share our personal experiences when we talk about things. We're not just talking out of our, you know what, we want to share our experiences. And so this is something that's facing him right now. And so when I was faced with this, with my podcast that I did on a television show, it was oh wait a minute. The only television show podcast that I've ever done covered The Walking Dead, which seems like it will never end. So, yes, admittedly, SP did talk a lot more in this episode, which first off, you're welcome. You're welcome for that. Uh, secondly, I, I purposely left it that way because what I just mentioned was we wanted to share our personal experiences on the subject. And I don't really have much in this. And I'm OK with that because. I just had a show that we all started to hate, and so we just stopped it. But with SP, he's he's got a fun show that he's really enjoying with some great people, and so he's walking through these experiences right now, and that's why we wanted to share those. So whatever your final decision is, if you find yourself in this situation, make sure you communicate with your audience. Don't leave them hanging after your final episode and make them think that you might return. Make sure you're deliberate about when you tell your audience your final decision and try not to detract from other great content such as a series finale. Do what you can to really make that last to the end. And please, if you are going to do this, we do do highly ask of you or should I say suggest of you, you consider giving personal thank yous to your biggest supporters and contributors. Because again, as a hobby podcaster, 
they've probably kept you going along the way. It's something that that feedback goes a long way. So it's really important that you do try to thank them. And that's at least our opinion. We, we've always tried to do that. And we do feel that that goes a really, really long way. And remember, if you do go to another project, that audience might follow you there as well. So if you do carefully craft your communication with your audience, you might be able to pull some of that to your next show. Now that there I do have experience with, and it has actually worked for me when I have done that. I have had people cross over to my new project. To tie a bow on this discussion, the end of a podcast subject is a time filled with many options, many opportunities. I encourage you to give it some thought and don't decide your future haphazardly. Like when you're recording the last episode, like guys, what are we going to do next week? Make sure you have a plan going into everything. And if you have co-hosts or a team behind your podcast, consult everyone that is involved before making your final decision, especially public, because you want to be able to present a united front to everybody. And finally, enjoy your podcast while you have it. Have fun. And remember, all good things do indeed come to an end. So if you have any experience with this, or if you want to go ahead and throw us a suggestion for a future topic where it'll mostly involve SP again, we're happy to oblige. Please do send that to us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Welcome to this week's Better Podcasting Download. Okay. This is an interesting one because we don't actually do this here on Better Podcasting or any of the shows that we actually produce. And that is Patreon because uh, Patreon is a thing if you're not familiar with it. A lot of podcasters have gravitated towards Patreon to try to make themselves a little bit of money, basically crowdsource funding from your audience. And Patreon has announced that they have some new creator plans coming out. And we do think it's important that we do mention these changes because we do know there are some people who listen to the show that do use Patreon. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, it's because in the past, Patreon did try to make some changes and it did really go so well. So they've taken that feedback, they've considered it, and this is how they're making the changes now. Right. Well, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to jack up some of the percentages, their takes of everything. It used to be 3%. Now they're looking at 5% and they've got three tiers of plans. And right now, everybody that has already signed up for Patreon, they're grandfathered into these lower rates. But in the future, the rates are going to go up. So the three tiers that we're going to talk about here that they have announced that they're going to have in the future are light, pro, and premium. Now, Light has no membership tiers in it. Like right now, most of the Patreons that I am giving to, they have certain tiers to it. I'm not sure if the Light version is going to be the Patreon actually chooses their own or not. I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. But the Patreon machine, if you will, will take 5% of the income earned plus payment processing. So if a patron gives a Patreon user a dollar, <laughs> five cents of that will go automatically to Patreon. And then there'll be a processing fee. There is no word on what that processing rate is actually going to be. And at least not that I've seen in the announcement, it might be their, their continual processing rates. I know there's some discussion on $3 and below. We're going to have smaller percentages and then $3 on up. 
would have larger percentages. So I, I'm not sure. And I, I don't know if that's going to limit like me as a patron. I will I decide or will your average patron decide that they want to keep their um, donation below three dollars so that more of it goes to you? I, I don't know. Now, the pro plan actually adds some analytics to it. It adds membership tiers to it. The take looks like it's going to be going up to 8% right now. It's at 5% for current Patreons. And that is going to be something that I think most closely mirrors what's currently Patreon. So the fees are definitely going to go skyrocketing on what would be a current plan. And this is just, they've gotten to the point where they need to start making some money and move off that venture capitalist funding that they had and make it more sustainable. So if it's a choice between using Patreon and not using Patreon, what are you going to use in terms of Patreon? I know there's some things that are in the works right now, but right now Patreon is like the thing. So yeah, they're increasing that. Now premium, it's going to be $300 minimum fee every month. So if you go up to premium, they're just going to take $300, no matter what your take is. Now, right now, if you're grandfathered in, it's 9% their take if you make more than $300, or it's going to go up to 12% eventually. Also, it is going to have some neat things available, like integrated merchant accounts or merch accounts. It's going to have team accounts available, so you can have multiple people log in. Like, uh, let's just take the sailing boat channels that I watch, right? So you have this team that's sailing. Mostly it's a couple, but it, it could be anybody. And so there's this team that's sailing, and they're out in the Caribbean or out in the Pacific or Indian Ocean somewhere or the Mediterranean, they're away from civilization. So usually they have some sort of home base. A lot of times it's another family member, like a parent or brother, sister, or something like that, that's running kind of the business behind the scene inside the United States or your country of origin, because there's people, the sailing channels that I watch are actually from all over the world. But generally they're doing that. So it would be good if you could share the team accounts with somebody else that's helping you out, and maybe you don't want to give them full access to your account. Maybe you don't want to give them access that they could pull the money into their own account, you know, like a, a cheating music agent or something like that. And so you want to lock that down. So a team account, if you have a large amount of money that's traveling back and forth might be for you. Now, as a hobby podcaster, I'm thinking most people that continue to use Patreon in the new tiers will choose either light or pro. I don't see too many hobby podcasters that will use premium. I think that's more of a procaster option, but it is noted that they are changing plans. They are taking more money, but I think this makes them more stable ultimately in the end. I, I don't begrudge them for this as long as they don't get too excessive in their takes. I don't know, Stephen, what's your take on this? No, I, I agree with you entirely. And I think that this was a matter of time. If you do compare them to some other platforms and percentages and whatnot that are taken, there are definitely higher percentages. Now, obviously, we don't have something like Patreon to directly compare to, but I've seen a couple of uh, sassy tweets coming from some people who have sort of defended this on YouTube. And the people who have called out uh, basically saying, yeah, well, you know what? YouTube takes a lot more. So it's really not that surprising because there are other platforms that do take more. So uh, it's, it's not it's really not that surprising. And honestly, one of the biggest concerns that you see people constantly talk about in the podcast world with going in on Patreon is what happens if Patreon goes away tomorrow? 
like everything, very valid thing to consider. If them increasing their fee helps avoid that, then that's a good thing, right? Because if they were dealing with the alternative, which might be shutting off the lights, well, which is which is worse? Which is worse, shutting off the lights or a higher fee? That's the way that I look at it. If your goal, ultimate goal is to pay for like hosting costs, maybe some equipment replacement costs, maybe some limited travel costs to go to some conventions, meet some listeners or try to get new ones or something like that. Maybe buy actual merch like stickers or T-shirts or something for your uh, adept listeners or your fervent listeners that are supporting you. Yeah, you can turn that money and just invest it in the show and make sure your audience gets a share of it. And I think Patreon is still going to be the king of the hill, at least for now. I think this is going to start some competition. Like people are going to say, oh, no, they're increasing the percentage. We, uh, we want to keep more of our money. And they go to somebody else that's running off venture capitalist stuff. And then after a couple of years, they're going to raise their rates, too, because they have to stay in business. Or maybe they just won't make it because there's not enough people using the system or something. So I do I have a criteria for subscriber-based patrons-like systems? No, I don't yet. Eventually I might, but right now I don't. Just like I do with the podcast media hosting companies, my current 15-point criteria. Uh, right now, I say Patreon is probably your best shot for a hobby podcaster. All right, let's go to the better pod back here and start it off with a review that we got over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the title was Better Podcasting is a Better Podcast. This was from Jim DeVool. It's Jim DeVool. J-I-M-D-V-L is the username. So obviously it's Jim DeVool. Says, great show with a lot of evergreen content. I have been toying with starting my own podcast and listening to the back catalog here will save me time, money, and stress while allowing me to create a better product. The guys have a great rapport and sense of humor. They keep it entertaining while providing technical advice. If you're thinking of starting your own podcast, start here. First off, Jim DeVoe. I do sincerely appreciate you taking the time to write the review. It's much appreciated. We do this out of the love of podcasting, so stuff like that does keep us going. Number two, I just going to go ahead and say, uh, SP, did you write this? Because I have to say, uh, it sounds a little bit like a advertisement, like one of those late night things. It will say, allow me to create a better product. It, it, just, it seems like you wrote it, SP. I only have one Apple podcast id and it's stargate pioneer it's not jim devil and it's it looks like devil to me by the way so jim devil jim devil thank you so much for this review it was amazing to get we got it shortly before we started recording today it's a five-star review on apple Podcasts. the one thing that i have to say is you didn't tell us what your show is i don't know if you have one yet or not because you said you're starting a show once you start your show or you have your show let us know what it is and we'll talk about it on the podcast and thank you so much for that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Moving on over to Twitter. Uh, go ahead and read this first one out here, Stargate Pioneer. Sure. Stefuccio said, Gentlemen, your podcaster live streams have inspired our virtual expat community to do our own monthly expat podcasters live stream. We will be chatting about the cultural aspects of where we are and how it affects what we do in our pods. 
link coming soon. And as of the time that we're recording, she doesn't have a link available. I did ask her earlier today, but that's going to be exciting. I do know the time. It's going to be at 8 a.m. Eastern time. So New York time is how she couched it on Saturday. And uh, Stephanie did tweet us, podcast helper and Dave Jackson. So uh, just wasn't directly to us, but we do really appreciate being included in there. And I'm I'm happy to hear that we could inspire you because I ask myself all the time, why the heck do I still do live? Um, moving on to, to the next one in Twitter, we had Arizona Sunset Assisted Living at Sunset Arizona say, at BetterPod, churn through a lot of your episodes today. Thank you for all the great content, Justin. Justin, thanks so much for checking out that back catalog. Uh, we do greatly appreciate you not only checking it out, but taking the time to write us. We hope that we helped you in some form. Moving on to Discord, we actually had a fun little back and forth come from Gonna Geek Network member Josh Liston. I'll go ahead and read out the question and then let SP read out some of the fun responses that we had. Josh asked the following, what is your dream plugin? Mine would be called, quote, D-Dog Bark, end quote. <laughs> Obviously, Josh was struggling with some dogs barking in the background, I guess. I was the first one to respond. I said, let's see. Deep Breath would be good. That did not affect anything else in the track. Deep Plosive would be good, too, when that you could run the entire track without affecting other words, so just the plosives, especially those B plosives. They are hard to get rid of. Have you ever tried to get rid of a B plosive, Stephen? It's, it's hard to get rid of. Yeah. D Keyboard would be awesome. A D Condenser plugin would be great, but mostly it's just the little desk bangs or chair creaks while somebody is talking. I can never seem to get rid of those. <laughs> Before we go to the next one, I do want to go ahead and highlight that uh, I'm familiar with the D-Breath plugins. There's a couple out there, and they're not that great. Okay, they're not that great. Waffles said, Desk Bangs, etc. would be my pick, followed closely by D-Keyboard. I'm starting to get more non-podcasters, and they don't think about the Desk Bangs and stuff like that. I did not chime in, but I wanted to, that it just bugs the crap out of me at work when I'm on a teleconference or a, a video teleconference and they don't practice microphone etiquette <laughs> and they're like shuffling with papers right by the table microphone or something. I'm like, no, no, my ears, my ears. I kid you not. I, I today dialed into a webinar and everybody, all the participants were muted, like all the participants were muted. And this is what I hear. I'm here as long as I need to do this webinar. And it's just like, hit mute for crap's sakes. I, I kid you not. Oh, gosh. Uh, Damien the DM, and Stephen, say it with me. Aurelia Pod. So Damien said he would do on crosstalk. I would change that to D crosstalk, but on crosstalk. So yeah, obviously he's got six or seven people recording in the same room. I, I understand his pain there. Mark D said, SJ has mentioned D car and I really want that one to be a thing. I like that, Mark. Uh, we got to make it happen. And I followed up on that one and said, contrary to the popularity of my D-Car idea, because Mark's not the only one that's actually said that, mine would probably be D-Child, which would basically double as a D-Murder, D-Violence, 
because I swear that's what the kids are doing sometimes <laughs> to each other. So so it's all in one. We could brand it however we want. I have I have older daughters and right now they're still living in the house together, right? They're they're going to be leaving really soon, but there have been times specifically with better podcasting and you might see me <laughs> on a double screen with Steven sometimes go Oh, looking at the door there because I swear they are killing each other right in the great room, right outside there. So, yes, I would love that D plugin. And then Al Run, that's Jason, he said, My dream plugin would be auto edit, flip a few config settings, slide a few sliders, and it all does the magic in the background that takes me two hours to do, but better. Yeah, I, that would be a really sweet one. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon since everybody always gives Isotope mad kudos for the being able to do a bunch of auto making sound good. And honestly, I, I don't agree with those assessments because I've tried both products they offer and they're better than nothing, but they can't even make them sound that great with a one one press button sort of thing. So it's probably not happening with auto edit, but you could pay somebody. Stargate Pioneer's hourly rate, I believe, is $30,000 an hour. I think that's what his hourly rate is. It's it's uh, 30,000 pounds now. I've <laughs> adjusted enough. to the British now with the Bretskit thing and everything. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So if you have an idea for your dream plugin, please do get in touch with us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com or head on over to tw Twitter and tweet us at betterpod. Use the hashtag ideal plugin. Use that there. Hashtag ideal plugin. We'll, we'll go ahead and use that one. And wow, we want to go ahead and see you tweet us with your ideal plugin. Now, let's move on to our newest segment here on Better Podcasting. That's right, it's time for another hashtag pod warming moment. If you missed it last week, we've started to close our show in a new manner as often as we can uh, by ending on a high note. This is what we call our pod warming moment. Basically, it's something that is nice and exciting and heartwarming for us podcasters that we want to go ahead and highlight. And we encourage you to send us a suggestion for a future pod warming moment. Last week, we talked a little bit about XSplit sponsoring OBS. Well, this is different because this week's pod warming moment is near and dear to Stargate Pioneer in my heart. It's got a really close connection to us. And actually, we alluded to it last week on the show, but we wanted to actually call it out specifically this week on the program. It starts, though, with a little bit of a sad moment, right, SP? Right. See, a couple of weeks ago, Josh Liston, who is from the On The Bubble podcast on the GunnaGeek.com network, let us know that he was wrapping up the show next year. He actually approached Stephen and I in an email and said, it's over, it's done, want to run it out for this year, but as of 2019, this will be the last year, kind of like what Arrow did to me earlier. <laughs> so that it, it was a very sad moment because I really liked On The Bubble Podcast. I think it's got a lot of potential to it. And I, I told him so. I said, I, I'm really sorry to see it go, and, and I understand that you've got other projects in mind, but this is really a great show. Well, guess what? Josh Listen has announced that he is going to continue, but he's going to do things a little bit differently. See, in the latest episode that he released, he explained his dilemma and makes a call out. And you can find all this at geeks.link slash on the bubble is on the bubble. 
the summary is that uh, I, I really like my short link that I made there. Uh, the summary is that Josh decided he is going to work to make the release a little bit different than he's been doing so far. It's essentially going to be less frequent and he's going to put more time into each episode, policy each one a little bit more and just make the content really refined. So let's take a little bit of a listen from the latest episode where Josh Liston just laid this out with his audience. That's right. This was actually in his RSS feed because he was communicating with his audience like we talked about earlier. Let's have a listen. I will be bringing on different voices and the main voice that I'm going to be bringing on the show. And I guess that's what today is about. We're looking for a permanent co-host to share the workload of the show, which hopefully you can appreciate the fact that this show doesn't sound like a two guys in a garage operation. Hopefully it comes across as a better, more well-produced product than that. It does take a fair bit of work, but I can say this to anyone who's listening from the Gunna Geek Network and beyond. If you have some experience podcasting and you can record a really high quality track and you love TV primarily, and you also have an appreciation for on the bubble podcast and kind of know what we say we're going for with those more documentary type episodes, do reach out because every time I release one of these episodes, even if the work is massive and it's stressful, and I think I'm nowhere near finishing this episode, is I've got two hours more editing to go for an extra two minutes of finished product. Is it really worth it? When I listen back to the end product, it definitely is worth the amount of effort that goes into each episode. So thank you very much, Josh, for allowing me to use that clip. I know I did reach out to you and I just wanted to go ahead and play that there because it really is something that we're happy to put the call out there that you're looking for some co-hosts going forward and whatnot. And we are really excited to see you continue. And so if you do think that you might be a good fit for that, please do reach out to Josh Liston. And again, you can listen to this full episode, which I encourage you to do because there's a lot of really honest moments in it at geeks.link slash on the bubble is on the bubble. Also, he did say in that clip that he was looking for somebody that could record a real high quality audio clip. And I did reach out to him afterwards and I said, well, look, if you have somebody that's interested and they just don't know how to podcast, will you spend some time in helping them? And he's like, absolutely. I absolutely will. So if you are interested in that subject matter and you want to do it really for the long term and you're willing to work with Josh because it is his show. He is more than willing to sit down with you and go through how to get quality, quality audio. We talked about it here on the show all the time. You can use a Samsung QTU microphone to start out with. And this thing was on sale recently for 40 bucks. It'll go for 50, 60 bucks US. And you, you can use that to start with. And you don't need like a $2,000 studio to do what he is talking about. Now, he'll help you upgrade over time if you want to do that. But go ahead and get with him. He will interview you. He will go through a selection process. Uh, he hasn't selected anybody yet. So if you are still interested, please contact Josh Liston. And if you can't find his contact information, just send us an email, podcast at betterpodcasting.com. We'll make sure he gets the note. So this is very exciting for us here. Number one, because SP and I both really, really like the show. Number two, Josh is a really great guy, and it's great to see him continue finding love in a product that he spent so much time with. Three, honestly, this is cool because he cites in this episode that online conversation basically helped him rekindle his love of that show and decide to keep going. So how awesome is that that us as a podcast community 
were able to help him get to where he actually ultimately wanted to be. And number four, it's just a really cool opportunity for another podcaster. So this is very different from last week's pod warming moment, but an example of some of the things that we might cover here in this section going forward. So if you do have a hashtag pod warming moment for us, please do email us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com because we absolutely would love to share some of those in the future. But that's going to take us to the end of the show. So for episode 173 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, yep, SP did a lot of speaking, and I'm okay with that like you're okay with that. And I'm SP saying thank you very much for allowing me to think through what I'm going to do for my other two podcasts, and I look forward to what Steven's going to talk about next week. I quit. I quit. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Better Podcasting. We want to hear from you. You can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. If you like the show, please consider giving us a five-star review in iTunes. We encourage you to check out all of the other geeky podcasts available at gunnageeknetwork.com. This has been a Gunna Geek production. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week. Which event actually ends? For example, perhaps you're chronicling. Wow, let me write down both of those errors. Uh, 13, edit. Uh, 14, edit. Perhaps you're chronicling. I can't say that. Chronicling. Chronicling. Not the, that's not the main type of chronic up here in Canada. Hi, oh. Hey.